Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them The championship run deep in our vein. The entertainment rolling real cause it's all in the game. Who else you know around the city doing it better than this? Just say look at this. You can look around who better than this. Nobody. Who your team, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, Clippers, Tigers, the Chickens. USC, Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is, man. Triple left a new podcast. Just join the game plan. Come on, come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your host Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. What's poppin', Fantasy Football Fiend family? Welcome back to the best new fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your host Zay. As always, I got the guys with me. Holla at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? My guy, you're a guy, Bro Joe. Holla at the people, Bro Joe. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Yo, we have a great show in store for you today obviously we have your news and your notes your rapid fire 10 your week six preview along with some of the dfs gems we have the dfs extraordinaire young vander on so he's gonna give you the jewels that he kind of foresees and that so we can get this money this weekend and get this w in dynasty and redraft guillotine whatever kind of leagues you're in we're trying to get these w let's hop right in with your news And now your fantasy news. So we got a few things kind of going on with New Orleans right now. Jameis Winston returned to practice in a limited capacity. You also have Chris Olave, who is kind of progressing through the protocol for concussion. We'll kind of see where he ends up. He took a pretty nasty spill. I don't foresee, based on the current stance that the league is trying to take on concussions, that he'll be back. But uh, do we think that Winston will be back this week? I will probably give Dalton one more week for Winston to kind of get back in the groove of things. I'm just watch this thing here and uh, you know he's been practicing in limited fashion but as we can see that doesn't really mean much we've seen Kamara practice in limited fashion for a couple weeks and then was out so it's a back issue you know those backs they tend to be tricky and I mean it's a real thing so if you are a Jamie well I guess if you're a Dalton owner in two quarterback leagues or something of that nature I will still hold on to him and kind of wait to see what Friday practice is like got a few things going on over there in LA Tyler Higby didn't practice today neither did Cooper Cup and as of right now the Rams head coach is kind of still clamoring for the services of one Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. but I don't know if you guys saw the the tweet from earlier Odell was basically saying you know, several teams are saying they want my services but nobody's backing up the Brinks truck just yet so he's chilling to see what's going to happen who's going to need the services the most but wide receiver or receiver issues in general going on out there in LA um, between only targeting Higby and Cooper Cup and the fact that they're kind of taking a beating because they're the only one getting the ball the whole game and i think it's kind of disrespectful to the wide receivers on your team to openly court odell like they aren't there right now so that's interesting we'll kind of see how that ends up panning out this is probably i would say your veterans preference type of a miss would you say hmm i don't know man i don't know what does this say what does it say about Allen robinson is oh, Allen well, robinson finished i, I, I don't know I'm, about finish but they would prefer odell to play 
play but uh, the again, role that he was playing before. Again, does this say Allen Robinson is finished? Because this is the best quarterback he's ever played with. Since those days in Jacksonville, all we have seen is a decline in production. And now he's on another team and it's not. Who is it at this point? I mean, I guess we could find out if they actually threw the ball this way sometime. I mean, he, you you can't catch the ball if you don't get any targets. So. Yeah, you got to get I, open I don't exactly too. know what's going on over there. I don't know if he's out there waving his arms wide open as well, though. So I, it, it'll get be some separation. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. It's, it's, it's from some of the games that I've seen, though. He was wide open. Cup could have two dudes on him. Cup is getting the target. I don't know if it's the chicken or the egg at this point, but it's definitely some type of a disconnect there, even though Stafford is the best quarterback that he's played with in his professional career. You had Raheem Mostert, who missed practice on Wednesday in Miami. He has some type of a knee issue that he's dealing with. Don't exactly know the extent to which this niche has any chance of hampering him for the week, but that's the thing with Raheem Oster. Normally, once he starts to kind of get warmed up, something sidelines him. Same as James Conner, who didn't practice on Wednesday, who he's dealing with rib issues. He 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 was already dealing with uh, issues with his ribs going into the game on Sunday. I mean, he had a little bit of extra padding and things of that nature to kind of protect that area, but apparently it just wasn't enough. So at this point, they're considering him to be day-to-day, not exactly sure what his availability will be for Sunday, but ribs are one of those things that, you know, you can say, hey, I'm a go, and then you get your first hit, and it's like, oh, nope, I can't go. What do you guys have on uh, most starting Connor? Good knees, good knees, good knees. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, man, most of I really <laughs> think it's a veteran uh it's a veteran day off he finished the last game strong so i think just that wednesday you know that wednesday a lot of people sitting you know what i mean i think that's what it is it seems like he has taken over this this job completely now where Edmonds is not even getting anything. So I think he's fine. But as you say, man, once he tends to get going and those those carries tend to go increase, his bones decrease. So I think he'd be fine for this Sunday. But he, of course, there's a lot of more football play for the rest of the season. So who knows how that goes. As far as James Conner, man, he's day to day from what I'm hearing. Um, Wouldn't be surprised if he did sit. Darrell Williams as well on that team. He's like he's going to be out this week. So like it may just be all Eno Benjamin the backfield to himself if Connor does not play. So I'll be watching Connor as the week uh, prolongs. Keenan Allen had limited work off to the side. He's trying to come back from his hamstring injury. He has ticky-tack injuries that, you know, kind of sidelines him a little bit more often than what we would like. He had a stretch there where, you know, he didn't miss just about any games in comparison to where his career started, where we thought he was going to be injury prone. He's kind of like in the middle of that gamut, if you will. With Keenan Allen, do we expect for him to go this week or do we think that he's probably going to need one more week to get up speed with his hamstring injury? Man, my opinion, flip a coin. I mean, he had this hamstring <laughs> injury week one, right? Well, is it week one? He's, he's I, been out that long now? Yeah, I think it's been. Oh, wow. So, okay. are you, are you, can you uh, confirm that? I want to say this. Yeah, I think week. it was week one, too, that he Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, come, I mean, he's been. Come on. Like, is it time? Like, ding. You know what I'm saying? He was so is that, is that to say that he's had enough time? Or is that to say that means it could be six games if all we know at this point? It, when it comes to hamstring, his leg is a crock pot. You know, he, he, mm-hmm. like, this, he like to let the meat sit in there and fall off the bone. You know what I mean? So <laughs> he doesn't heal fast. We can all see that. I mean, he got that injury week one. Here we are going into week six on a hamstring injury. Flip a coin, man. Um, it, it may be some more Mike Williams being fired up when it comes to uh, the charges. 
Jahan Dotson of the Washington Commanders has already been ruled out for this week. He had a hamstring injury that hampered him last week as well. They said it was probably going to end up being a one to two week injury. It looks like he may be back this following week. So fingers crossed there, but he has been ruled out for this week. Saquon Barkley had limited practice on Wednesday. He was dealing with a bit of a shoulder issue. He made it through the game. He's already practicing on Wednesday, which most veterans, if they have any chance of not going at all they normally miss wednesday and then they're limited on thursday and friday it looks like he's going to be good to go yeah i think he plays i mean i think you know the injury to me seems significant but when he finally got back in his first play was 41 yards so true <laughs> so he so as long as he's good enough for that he's good enough for fantasy right especially it being wednesday like i think he'll be off the the injury designation come fridays gotcha. if he's already in practice and he's full participant it's not much holding him up aaron Rodgers was out of practice on Wednesday with the thumb injury. This was one that they said they don't have much of a game day concern. But my thing is right now with Green Bay, any additional concerns on top of their current concerns is very concerned. <laughs> so I just don't know. Like they, they don't need anything else like at all to possibly go wrong for it to just be the, you know, the, the last straw that breaks the camel's back. Maybe it isn't anything long term, but you, you kind of need your thumb. Yeah, I don't think this is very, you know, anything to really be concerned about. Um, I think he'll play as, you know, usual. I don't think there's anything right now. Isaiah McKenzie of Buffalo cleared concussion protocol so it looks like he's going to be able to go for the week with the big showdown coming up with the kansas city chiefs so he was able to get back that is going to directly affect khalil shakir who was joe's dfs darling last week um, who ended up getting his first touchdown he probably won't get very much run if mckenzie is 100 up to speed i um, mean it wasn't a muscle or tissue injury or anything like that it was a concussion so he should be able to be who we have known him to be over the last few weeks cooper rush is expected to start for dallas Dak prescott is throwing the ball again but they don't want to rip the band-aid off just yet. Vander, if you recall, I told you they're going to keep letting Cooper go until they lose the game. And I believe that's exactly what's going to happen because I think they're going to lose this Sunday. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I hear that, but I, I don't think Dak just won't be ready till next week. I just don't think he's ready this week. So of course it's going to look like that. Okay, we lost. Now let's put Dak in, but I just think he's not ready until next week. He just started throwing today. I just don't think he'll be quite. And they say, you know, he has some velocity on the ball, some zip. Mm -hmm. A lot of wide receivers were saying like it's there. Uh, the strength is there. Again, I, I know this injury looked the same as Russell's, but I think it's a little different because of where the fracture is located. So I think he'd be ready next week. Win or lose, I thought he'd have been ready next week. So And, and by the way, even though they've been winning, um, Cooper Rush didn't look too good last week. Yeah, you won, but he didn't play well. What do you guys think about Skylar Tom, the seventh round quarterback rookie of Miami, who is apparently going to be starting this week? Tua won't go again. They said that Bridgewater is out of protocol, concussion protocol, but they're indicating that he's going to be the backup to Skylar Tom. It also looks like Tariq Hill is going to be back. So Skylar will have his full complement of weapons. Do we look at this as kind of a, a sleeper play for Skylar, or is this an obvious play that we should all be running to go? get a Minnesota defense. Yeah, I probably would stream. <laughs> Even though Minnesota defense is not super great, but it's probably a good streamer. He did play looking at a little bit of him last week. Uh, he didn't throw any touchdowns. Low percentage passing the ball. He threw a one pick. So, uh, I mean, he gets a full week of practice, so maybe that would change. 
I haven't seen a lot of, you know, Joe, he the college guy. I haven't seen a lot of him on tape, so I'm not sure what kind of athletic ability he has or things of that nature. They probably would try to get the run game going, so we probably see a lot of Mostert, maybe even some Chase Edmonds this game. Uh, they probably throw a lot of those quick passes, you know, on the flats and you know, hitches and things of that nature. I'm not sure he'd be doing like five and seven step drops, to be honest with you. I think the ball, they're going to try to get that ball out quick. People could definitely tamper their expectations with Skylar Thompson. I think he'll do fairly well. I just think he fits the offense, but then again, he's also a third-string quarterback for a reason. But with the wide receivers he has, it doesn't take much to pay off dividends. I just don't think anyone should expect anything major. I don't expect him to, to turn the ball over a lot either. So I think it's going to be a good time for the kicker if somebody has anything prevalent to like a kicker. But as far as the Vikings defense, I mean, you can take a flyer, but I, he doesn't turn the ball over that hardly any any at all. So I don't, if you're looking for turnovers or like a crazy game that they can beat up on this rookie, I don't, I don't expect that he's really in a similar offense to college. So basically you're going to end up with like six points on defense if you run with Minnesota and not the 13 to 14 that you thought you might because it was a seventh round draft pick starting is what you're yeah. trying to say. But also too, I don't expect Thomas to have, I think Thomas can fall within that same realm of, you know, eight to 10 fantasy points, even six. He might have a fumble, might have a couple fumbles. We have Kenneth Gainwell who's dealing with some rib injuries. So the backfield there in Philly is down one of their more productive pieces. It isn't known right now whether or not he's going to be able to go on Sunday, but you know, again, those rib injuries can be very tricky. Julio Jones also didn't have any activity on Wednesday, the Tampa Bay wide receiver. Who knows whether or not he's still dealing with his knee issue or not. But um, at this point, I'm kind of hoping Tampa Bay is in no way, shape, form, or fashion depending on Julio or they're going to find themselves in quite a bit of a pickle, especially when you get further into the deepest parts of the season. Mac Jones is limited at practice. He's trying to get back from that high ankle sprain. He was able to throw the ball with some velocity and got in a pretty good session. But the ability to run the ball and to get out of sticky situations is going to be the main thing that we're kind of looking at here. Hoyer is out Bailey Zappi. This guy, he's coming like from left field, but I kind of like what I see with this guy. I don't know exactly what it is, but he's... He's got a little sauce. He got a little something to him. I mean, he he didn't look like the moment was too big for him when his number was called. Or am I just looking at this through rose-colored glasses because it's my team? No, honestly, believe it or not, uh, Zappi in college, he was throwing like crazy. He was in a a good square offense, and that's just all he does. Like, this guy's a really good passer. But we've never seen that many spread quarterbacks do as well holding a clipboard. So I'm kind of impressed, too. He has a nice arm. I definitely like how he throws the ball around the field. I just didn't. I, like I said, the transition from a spread offense to a college to the NFL kind of different. We don't see many people be as successful, but I love what he's doing. And Jacoby definitely ain't complaining about his services. Yeah, he definitely seemed to unlock Jacoby Myers. We always see him get you know high ca- high targets, high catches, but to get in the end zone is like a psh, man. I think I spoke on this last week. We were talking about like if he can get in the end yeah. zone. You, he money already in PPR. Yep. But end zone, you take him to elite status. You know what I mean? So, High teens, to, low twenties. For sure. Any you know given week. I mean? Yeah. So, I, I'm liking the way Zappy. It's funny that they asked Bill Belichick about it. Like, man, he didn't close the door on it. So if Zappy goes out and keep performing well, then this could get interesting. Yeah. I guess it's a good problem to have. Is how I would look at it. A bad problem to have. Chris Godwin is now dealing with a hip injury on top of his previous knee injury. He was a limited participant in. Wednesday's practice. I mean, he's had the hamstring issue. 
knee issue, hip issue. He stays nicked up. So I don't know how far he's going to be able to go in spite of his injuries. Like, I mean, there's just always something, it seems like, with this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is awful because, I mean, it seems like he's the target guy when healthy. Like, he seems like he's Brady's favorite target, especially from the 20 to the 20. He's um, element on steroids. That's the yeah, he, he He's definitely the, the most athletic slot guy that Brady has played with. You know, I'm not going to say he's the best route runner or anything like that. But as far as, like, athletic, he's definitely the best by far. But um, I don't know, man. It's just one of those, he's just one of those guys that just got – boys got weak bones or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think they should just – honestly, I would say him until he a 1,000% healthy. He played with a ton of injuries last year. Uh, got to the point, I think, one point in the last season, he had three injuries, like, on the injury port, different injuries at one time. But he manages to gut through. But with these leg injuries, we all know, like, it seems like the slightest thing and you can re-aggravate something or a different muscle group in the same leg like it don't make a difference when he's on the field or off the field if he's not 100%. And Mike Evans, it seemed like Tom Brady throwing to him the same as Cooper Cup just got this past weekend, it seemed like. We have a couple injuries going on in Cincinnati. Hayden Hurst is dealing with a groin injury, so he was a limited participant in practice. T. Higgins set out of practice altogether, still dealing with his ankle injury. T. Higgins' ankle injury is now starting to kind of be a little bit more of a concern than I thought it was before, especially when we get into situations where apparently the coaching staff can't figure out on Saturday that he's not good enough to go on Sunday and we have to wait until two minutes into the game to realize that he can't go. That's very concerning as as far as we look at it from the fantasy standpoint because if you say he's going, then I kind of got to start. But the last thing that I want is for what happened last week to happen again and, you know, I'm stuck with a guy that's on the sideline and I'm like, wait a minute, he was just out there. What happened? I didn't see him limp off. I didn't see. So whatever it was, it was already there before he went out there on Sunday. Do they just need to kind of give him a couple of weeks or is he just going to fight through it and we kind of just got to hope for the best fantasy? Uh, I definitely think he deserves a rest, a break. Their bye week is into week 10. I'll give him a week if I was them. I just give him the week. I mean, you have the whole season ahead of you. No need to throw him out there and he, you know, aggravates it, make it worse. I mean, if he's not ready, he's not ready. If you are a um, Higgins owner, Tyler Boyd, he's available in a lot of leagues. Pick him up. Think also if in DFS plays, of course, it's going to be a lot of chase, but I think Tyler Boyd could very well be a sneaky play, a streaming play. And um, you know Tyler Boyd give you one of those games every year where he goes True. nuclear. So this could be like Marvin well. Jones. You're right. You <laughs> Marvin I mean? Jones will have three games a year. <laughs> and then it, it makes you remember, like, you know what? Tyler Boyd was pretty good. Because, you know, one time, like two years ago, it's like, yo, Tyler Boyd, nice. And then last year, he yeah. kind of got, like, overshadowed with the emergence of Higgins and then chased the rookie. But he always reminds you, hey, I'm still here. So I think this week could be that game for him. Damian Williams is limited in practice. He's not going to go this week with his hamstring injury for the Patriots. It's looking like he's expected to miss multiple games. Ramondre Stevenson will be the man in the driver's seat there. Jonathan Taylor was held out of practice with his ankle injury. It was said that they had quite a bit of confidence that he would be able to go this week. It was also stated that he was one of those guys that for most Wednesdays, if there was any doubt that they would kind of give him a reprieve or he would just kind of work off to the side. But this guy's literally only missed, I want to say through college and NFL, he's only missed one game. And I think he's missed like one or two practices in his entire career. So whether that is to say that it's his time to be injured the same way most football players are at some point in time, or if it says that he may have a little bit of that Wolverine gene, like, you know, Adrian Peterson and a couple of other guys that, you know, nothing seems to be able to keep him down for very long. We'll be able to see that on full display this 
this week as far as JT is concerned. Do you guys have any major concerns as far as JT is concerned? Or do you think that this is just one of those Wednesday deals and they want to give him all the strength he possibly can have or something? Honestly, I think I would wait um, as the practice week goes on and see. Because, I mean, I thought it wasn't a big deal. And then it seemed like then a big big deal happens. So I would just wait and see how that thing goes. Hey, have Deion Jackson in the the clutch if need be. But I I think JT will be able to go this week. But just in case, I'll have Deion Jackson in 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 the pocket of you in these deeper leagues. Um, as far as Ramondre, I mean, this this can get nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like that backfield was not really crowded, but a shared load. And now, if he's by himself, man, like that boy looked like he like he the real deal. Back. He's already a, he now he's he's really truly a three down back because he's already been a third down back. So you're gonna give him the first two downs as well. Definitely playing the DFS. He's already been singing his praises too. And, and 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 all this has all this is doing is the the the, the classic Patriots thing. Yep. We we, we <laughs> you won't see, know. We won't see Damian Harris resign. Nope. His, his job. They don't is, want to pay Harris. Yeah, his his job is already gone already. That's what I take from that. I was surprised we actually didn't trade him. That's a whole other story. Don't hey, don't, like don't scream too though. Don't scream too early. Well, that, well that's true too. That's it's true still too. a it's still a possibility for him to be moved. And you know, Belichick a movie for nothing. Because <laughs> cause to him, you got to understand who we talking about. A six-round pick to him is like a second rounder. You know how he get down. He could find a guy at South or West, Idaho Valley Community College. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, the guard, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what we so. need to do is move all of our top <laughs> picks and only have late round picks. Just move, move your first, second, and third round picks for veterans, right. and, and, and the Patriots will be undefeated because Belichick knows exactly what he's looking for in vet, and he can find the diamonds in the rough. It's finding sure. the diamonds that are already diamonds that he has a problem. I, I can definitely see him being moved that maybe not this season, but off season, most definitely. To wrap up here, we have news about a couple of quarterbacks. Sam Darnold could return to practice next week. It doesn't look like he's going to um, do anything on this week. P.J. Walker is going to be the man to get the nod. When he got in there before, unlike with Baker, D.J. Moore actually put up the same points that he was used to putting up as far as fantasy is concerned. So do we think that this may be a blessing in disguise this week? as far as the wide receiving core and as far as CMC is concerned to not have Baker out there and to go back to PJ Walker? Mm, I don't think it's a blessing, but it ain't, it ain't bad as either. I think it's, I guess for one thing, if it, it depends on the threat that PJ Walker is because he's an athletic quarterback, but he doesn't seem to run very right. much. So I think the threat to run can definitely open up some lanes for CMC. As far as it being a positive for the offense, then I really don't think it's a boost for anyone but that about wraps up the news let's go ahead and get into rapid fire 10 and now rapid fire 10 10 quick questions 10 quick answers all right let's get into good people man rapid fire 10 people want to know who should they start this upcoming week let's get into it we got justin fields or carson wentz i'm gonna go with wentz believe it or not as bad as Wentz can be for a NFL team on Sunday, almost just that good for a fantasy team on Sunday. So I'll, I'll go with Wentz. The, Chicago just doesn't throw the ball enough, and they really don't have enough pass catchers to throw the ball to. Yeah, I got to go with Wentz. <clears throat> don't want to, but um, <laughs> they don't pass again. He, they don't pass it enough. But I'm seeing him uh, definitely start dropping in some dimes this past week, though. So that looks encouraging. All right, this is a nice one. Tricky a little bit, but. We got Russell Wilson or Kenny Pickett. I like Pickett. Uh, I don't know why. I, I don't trust Russ no more. 
Man, y'all short memories. I mean, <laughs> let Russ cook. I mean, he, he might be making a bowl of Cheerios or some hot dogs and cheese, but let the man cook. I mean, I, this hurts. I don't want oh, man. Okay, so this is the thing, right? Pittsburgh is going up against Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay has one of the nastiest secondaries out there. So I, I, I can't go with someone with that little experience against a team who specializes in kind of making the day rough for quarterbacks. So I'm going to go with the guy who's the veteran who's going up against a team that's let a few teams put up some points. So give me Russ. He's a... <laughs> All right. I mean, Denver is only scoring 15 points a game. I don't, I don't know. All right, we got, Najee, we got Najee Harris or James Robinson. Oh, James Robinson. Tampa. Yeah, James Robinson. Not, not, Najee Harris is... We're gonna have to talk about that in another segment because this is rapid fire ten. But shit, what the hell is going on with, with Najee and Pittsburgh in general? I mean, that, that O line is horrible. But I digress. We got Brees Hall, or we got Dalvin Cook. <laughs> I guess people I, seeing the emergence because you understand, like a lot of people, a lot of Brees Hall owners, he's been sitting on their bench. Yeah, so now it's yeah. like, okay, he's starting to merge. Do I go ahead and take this little play? So do I go ahead and go with the? You know, the old reliable who has Miami this week. Oh, no. I, I think it's time to, to start Brees with confidence. <laughs> I like Michael my, my Carter getting it done, but I don't know. I, the only reason I'll say Cook is because I expect Minnesota to have quite a bit more shares of the ball. I expect them to have quite a bit of time with the ball in their hands. I also expect for the game to possibly get a little bit more out of hand. So Cook will have the ball in his hands most of the fourth quarter. I think I'm going to go with Cook. I, I just think that having that rookie, you know, Skyler Thompson, that quarterback, is going to give Minnesota the ball a few more times. So we got Travis Etienne or Tyler Allegier. That was easy for me. Give me Etienne. Allegier, I know he has a job due to necessity, but it's like he has the job, but he's not running away with the job. And so now you have Caleb Hanley involved. Now you have Avery Williams involved. And Patterson is going to be back in a couple of weeks. So Allegier didn't run away with the job. <laughs> All right, cool. We got Tyler Boyd. Mm, just spoke on him. Or Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> I don't want to take none of them. Damn. Um, and this is a, probably a flex play. I'm going to go Boyd, but uh, I um I'll go Boyd. I'll say Boyd if Higgins doesn't go. If Higgins does go, then I go Juju. We got George Pickens or Jacoby Myers. Oh, that's one A one B to me. Um, it, I think because New England is going up against Cleveland and they're gonna have to get rid of the ball very quickly. Um, and, and unless Zappy want to be picking himself up off the ground all day, so that plays into the Myers role. Yeah, I'm I'm a edge it to Myers, but. Pickens is not is uncoverable at this point. He he just finds a way to get open. Boy, he a firecracker. I tell you that. He next, but, yeah, but yeah, going yeah. against that Tampa Bay secondary, I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to play that game. He got some. They're not quite the same, but he got like some Dez Bryant in him for some reason to me. Like that young Dez, like he got that dog he, in him. Yeah, he just played with a lot of emotion. He just like he hungry man. He like a he not just a dog. He like a. A dog with like rabies, like slobbering out the mouth. Like he's like one of those kind of he's a different kind of dog. You know what I'm saying? You know who you remind me of? He remind me a little bit of our Brandon Marshall. Mm. Ah, don't want to get him, but Brandon seemed a little bit more robotic than Pickens. Like Pickens, kind of like a little more fluid. 
You know what I'm saying? I feel like Brandon I, was just I, a big ass receiver. I like, do want to say that I said picking. We had Pat, uh, Pickens and Deontay conversation. What I said. That's it. Deontay Johnson. Yeah, we had a conversation, and I said I like picking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's stud. You call he's a stud. But Deontay, Deontay's still good. He's just not getting. I love Deontay. That's that. I like. I said I think with Pickett, I think a lot of people who got Deontay just wait. Like I said, like he's uh, Deontay is very comparable to a wide receiver he had at Pitt and uh, Addison, who's now USC. But Deontay time coming, but Pickens is just uh, too hungry right now. Okay, so we got uh, DJ Moore or Devin Duvernay. We don't know about Bateman yet. If Bateman goes, I'm going DJ Moore's way. Uh, but Duvernay is a, a, a trick play or just one defender away from breaking it loose. So if I'm projected to lose, I may go Duvernay just because of the upside. I'm going to go on the, op- the opposite side. I'm going to go DJ Moore. The times we've seen PJ on the field, we think he's a scrambler, but he loves to throw it downfield. And I think, you know. They have to get they most one of their more prized weapons involved, and that's DJ. DJ just he creates so much with the ball in his hand. They gotta find a way to get him some touches. But I do like Duvernay just to say. Uh, I think Bateman is probably one more week. He's gonna go all the way into Sunday. We won't know anything until Sunday if he's gonna start. We got Taysom Hill mm. or George Kittle. Damn, it's a good Kittle. Show. Give me Kittle. Um, it's not close. And the reason I say that is unless Taysom Hill is just going to knock the socks off of every fantasy record ever, he can't put up 34 points every week. He did that last week. The odds of another NFL team just letting him run roughshod over them, knowing what he was able to do last week. He's not like Jonathan Taylor, like he's doing it and there's nothing you can do about it. I just don't think that that he's going to be able to keep up that pace all year is what I'll say. And Kittle has a prize matchup. I believe he's going against Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. And that should be that should be a pretty uh, decent amount of targets going his way. Yeah, I, I think I have to go with Taysom because it's just more value. But like Kittle, yeah, he might. Kittle hasn't really done much this season except for be one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. Until the day, I, I mean, until I see something different, I'm just going to go with what I've seen on the field. I don't think Taysom puts up a crazy amount of points, but we know the volume's there, and they have to do something to switch up this offense and be more, more or less than conventional. So lastly, last question. We got Robert Tunyon or Evan Ingram. I'm going to roll with Evan Ingram. He got, I want to say like 10 targets, and I think he caught like eight of them this past week. He had a, a pretty significant week. The only thing he was missing was the touchdown. So they're trying to get him heavily involved, and I can kind of see that trend continuing. So I'll go with the guy that has the guaranteed volume. I, I don't Whoa. exactly know who's going to get the, the targets as far as Green Bay is concerned. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. All right, so that concludes our Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10. All right, good people. Let's go ahead and hop into the matchups for the week. Let's see who is slated to put up the most points, who we kind of feel leery about, where we can make some pivots, where there are injuries, things of that nature. This Thursday starts it all out. We have the Commanders going up against the Bears. This is a 38-point over-under and only a one-point spread with Washington getting the points. I don't like Gibson in this game. (laughs) Ron Rivera, he went right back to the he'll be returning punts speech um, this week. So whatever happened between them, the hatchet has not been buried. As far as wide receiver is concerned, I like uh, De'Ami Brown. I like Curtis Samuel. I like Scary Terry. 
the thing about the commander's offense is any given week they can put up like 12 or they can put up 42 so it's it just depends and, and chicago's been one of those teams that it just depends who shows up as well so i can kind of see two out of those three washington receivers putting up a, a touchdown this week and we'll see a healthy dose of brian robinson on the bear side i like david montgomery they gave him his full complement of carries upon returning so uh, Khalil Herbert is just his backup again, and there really isn't anyone else on the team that I would have confidence in. Uh, I see a little different. The Bears coming in, you know, they're one of the better teams in the league against the wide receiver. They've only given up like two touchdowns the whole season. So they've been doing pretty well against passes, passing team. The Achilles is the run. And of course, they would say, okay, maybe Robinson, but I don't know how I feel about him only second game from the gunshot wounds. He had nine carries last week, but it was three times the amount of carries that Gibson had. Correct. So and with that being said, I don't know if I like anybody offensively for the Washington, <laughs> you know, for the Washington commanders. Not a fan of anybody. And as far as on the Bears, I, I think this is going to be a, like an ugly game. Yeah, I agree. And it's Thursday. Like, get your, so. kick, get your kickers out. It's going to be yeah. a kicker yeah. like 12 to 6 or 15, 9 or some dumb. It's going to be ugly. I think. I don't think, I think both offenses are going to have a little struggle. But I mean, of course, if you must play, you must play uh, David Montgomery. He's probably he's probably the most for sure out of all players on both teams. He's probably that one guy you definitely got to play no matter what. Everybody else, I would try to find a replacement if, if, if need be. We got San Francisco 49ers going up against the Atlanta Falcons. This is a 44 and a half point over under. And Atlanta is getting five and a half of those points. What you got on this one, Joe? Not much, honestly. Like um, I'm not really too much of a fan of either team. If I can avoid, <laughs> I don't even want to talk myself into this game. Uh, this is one of my least favorite games coming up. I think um, we finally see Kittle look like Kittle again. I think this is the game where he, because uh, you know lately he hasn't really been mentioning the top tight ends in the league. I think this is a game he can really get back going. Of course, Debo, I think, would do well. I, I think Jeff Wilson continues to do well. I'm just not a fan of anybody offensively on the Atlanta Falcons until they remove the quarterback and get someone new and some new blood in there. Completely um, agree. I think they're going to struggle offensively against this uh, pretty stout uh, 49ers defense. New England's going to be going up against Cleveland. This one is a 43-and-a-half point over-under with New England getting two-and-a-half points. I like Chubb, obviously. I don't oh I, I think I may like Cooper. He is in a must start this week. Outside of that, I don't really what well, Ramondre Stevenson I do like on the Patriots side of things. Um, outside of that, there isn't anyone that I'll hang my hat on and say that I have, you know, the utmost confidence in as far as this game is concerned. Hey, be mindful with Cooper. Number one cornerback in the league right now is that boy from the Patriots. Yeah, Jones. Yeah, that, he, that's why I say he's not a must yeah. start, but I do like <laughs> Cooper's talent as well, and he's kind of you know the, the go-to guy. So I wouldn't shy away from it if he's my my guy. But mm -hmm. if I have guys that I think are comparable, I would start them over him. So that's why I say I'm not really keen on anybody other than Chubb and Stevenson. Yeah, Ramondre for sure. If you're in DFS, my Ramondre. Also DFS, I'll wait and see who's the quarterback. Is it going to be Zappy? Or is it going to be Matt Jones? If it's Zappy, go with uh, Jacoby Myers again. Fire him up. New Jersey Jets are going to be going up against the Green Bay Packers. This one is a 45-point over-under, and the Jets are getting seven and a half points. I hate to sound like a broken record, but again, Vegas is giving Green Bay a whole lot more respect than they deserve right now with this spread. I, I believe the game is going to be a little closer than that seven and a half. I do like Brees Hall. 
I like Aaron Jones. Not exactly sure what's going on right now with Dylan, but he hasn't been even remotely what I thought he was going to be this year. So I definitely don't have any trust in him. Aaron Rodgers is a pedestrian quarterback at this point. He's putting up somewhere between 14 to 16 points, and I don't know if you can ask more from him. I don't like Zach Wilson. He'll probably make Corey Davis a wide receiver too again. <laughs> yeah. Like what you said, you know what I'm saying? Um, the running backs are probably be the only guys I, I really like in this game. Um, I'm not a fan of any of the quarterbacks. Of course, if you have Aaron Rodgers in your league. Uh, now, if you're in a one-quarterback league, maybe you could. I'd rather play. Right now, I'd probably be more comfortable playing a Geno Smith over him. Um, but if you're in that you know, two-quarterback league, then for sure. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. But DFS-wise, no. Leave everybody alone in this game except for the Brees Halls and the Aaron Jones. Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be going up against the Indianapolis Colts. This one is a 42-point over-under. The Jaguars are going to be getting two points. I I honestly thought the Jags would end up being favored in this game. I guess, well, because it is at Lucas Oil Stadium, they, they're kind of given the a little less than the customary three. So that does indicate that Vegas kind of likes the Jags by one, if you kind of know what the numbers are. I like Trevor Lawrence in this game. I like James Robinson to get back on track, but I also like ETN to have a pretty decent game. As far as the Colts are concerned, if JT monitor practice, if he's ready to go, I'm ready to start him. Um, I, I don't need to play wait and see as far as that's concerned. Uh, my question to you guys is Alec Pierce for real, or was that just a happenstance for that one game because Pittman got locked up? Should we have a little bit more confidence this week as far as the rookie wide receiver in India is concerned? I think because they have a carousel of, of receivers, um, it's not that he isn't for real, but we've seen him show flashes, and then Paris Campbell took the the most recent the game before last. Dolan had a chance to uh, come on. Clearly, he's much better, and he's past his injury. Just going back to the draft show, like I said, I gave him a comp with Jordy Nelson. Like he, and that's just, but we're not including his speed. This guy has, you know, high-end speed, top-end speed, and he just knows how to run all the routes. If Jonathan Taylor isn't available, I think it just gives his probability of him being, you know, even more involved in the offense. And considering the matchup, we already know that, you know, people are going to have to cover Pittman. He's going to have opportunity. The end zone is the only question with him because of the offense. When they get in there, we know it's either JT or they're going to use one of their three tight ends, whether it's Woods, Cox, and then the uh, third one. We have the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the New Orleans Saints. This one is a 43-point over-under, and the New Orleans Saints are getting two points. I don't know if I like this game for Chase. Um, Lattimore is going to be out there for whatever reason since he's kind of had a little bit of a disconnect, and he's not one of the corners that you want to – go up against while having a disconnect. I like Kamara to, to do what he does. The more I think about it, this may really be a Tyler Boyd type of a game, especially if Higgins doesn't go, because he's definitely going to have the easier matchup. It could also be a Hayton Hurst game. And then obviously, if you have Mixon, you start him up. If you have Burrow, you start him up. Doesn't matter what the matchup is as far as they're concerned. If they're on your team, you're going to be starting. Start your guys per usual with this game, I think. I want to see what the quarterback situation is. As far as the Taysom Hill owners, the guys that's thinking about playing him at that tight end role, I think you've seen a lot. Taysom Hill more unlocked last week because of Alvin Kamara. It creates a better running lane when they run that wildcat, things like that, because of the threat of a Kamara. I think if Andy Dalton is the quarterback, then you see a lot more of that. If James is a quarterback, maybe not so much. Uh, so I'll be paying attention to that. 
as far as the guys in this game. But like I said before, man, Tyler Boyd may be, this may be the guy. DFS, he's definitely going to be a play. Sitting at six grand on FanDuel right now. Um, he's probably going to get his, his his share of targets. Lattimore, he's, he, he tend to get feisty with certain guys because we've seen Jefferson tore him up. You know what I mean? So Jefferson had him, you know, ice skating. But like Mike Evans, they just, I'm not sure how he'll do against a Jamar Chase, but I do love Boyd this game. I like uh, Mike Thomas, the third receiver. He just most recently in the last game with Higgins out had a huge increase going from uh, weeks of 1%, 13%, 6% to 71% snaps. Um, the only two receivers at this point would be Boyd and then Jamar Chase, which leaves a little dip and dunk, you know, action for this receiver. Clearly, he's, he's only, his main uh, threat is as a deep threat, but an offense that's going to, you know, need to get something going without the presence to Higgins to kind of, you know, be the catalyst of the offense. He has plenty of room to give you a, a nice floor of 5 to 12 points. He can't easily slip into the end zone with just his usage alone. So he's a sneaky play DFS or somebody needs a flex in a large competition uh, league. Minnesota's going up against Miami. This one is a 45 and a half point over under with Miami getting three and a half points. You got to start your guys. I don't have the same amount of confidence in, in you know, Waddle or Hill that I would have. If, and I know this sounds funny. If Tua was the quarterback, but who had confidence in Tua before, before you know, game one, game two of this year? So who's to say that the scholar won't just be able to go out there and fling the thing and they go get the ball the same way they do for Tua? I, I don't know. But um, as far as the Miami guys are concerned, start Cook, start Cousins, start Jefferson, put all you guys out there. The one thing that I'm going to monitor, I'm not exactly sure how to feel about the Miami run game. That's what scares me, and this can get out of hand. If, if Mostar isn't good to go and Edmonds just hasn't been very good, and now you're putting all the chips in the basket of a seventh-round drafted rookie, things can kind of go left pretty quickly. So th- that's that's the scary part. But if you have Tyreek Hill and Waddle, you can't sit them, can you? Ah, I mean, if you have a better option. Uh, well, well, okay, true. Uh, yeah. not, even a, not even a better option as far as like talent-wise, but maybe a better um, matchup. Okay, for instance, would you feel comfortable playing Waddle? Or if he can sit Tyler Boyd. See what I'm saying? So there's gonna be a lot of guys sitting with that kind of dilemma. Like what do you which way do you go? Do you play with a Zappy? Do you play Jacoby Myers or a Waddle? Like who are you more com- even though of course the, the higher tier receiver, you wanna go with those guy, but these other guys maybe have better matchups yeah. or better suited for the week. So where route what way do you go in that situation? I think I would probably go Myers actually. Because like I may be mad that I didn't start the guy that could have won me the week, but I know Myers ain't gonna lose me the week. And depending on how that situation go in Miami, you know, you, you may have been depending on Waddle to do a lot more heavy lifting or, or Hill, even for that matter, a lot more heavy lifting than what they were able to do. But it only takes one. That's the thing about those two dudes. <laughs> like, like one slant pass can, can you know, get you all the points you need for the week. That's a very difficult one to kind of take a look at. Baltimore Ravens are going to be going up against the New York Giants. This is a 45 point over under and New York is getting five and a half points. I think this is going to be a much better game than people realize. The Giants have been on a tear as of late, and the Ravens haven't been that good on defense. I can't wait for the Giants to actually get their wide receivers back. They're playing with like half a hand right now. So when they're playing with a full deck, like who knows how high this team can rise. But this is another one of those start your guys games. There isn't any particular position that I would say I feel leery of. The only thing that I'd be monitoring is Bateman's health. But if he goes, you know, start him. I do, if Bateman doesn't go, Duvernay would kind of creep up my list 
of rankings just a little bit because he's a Swiss Army knife. He can kind of do whatever needs to be done, any given play, any given route, and they can kind of that happen. He's one of those punt return guys, so they give him the ball in space and he makes a shake. So I think this will really be a good game. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess you just play your guys per usual, the Andrews, the Lamars, the Barclays of the world. I do think you should, as far as Barclays is concerned, I think this is a game that can, um, I think they're going to stack the box on these guys because they have no threat on the outside. I think we may see a return of maybe a Kadarius Tony, one of these guys, Wondell Robinson, I think. Um, I heard one of those guys never return this week, but oh, as far as the passing game, there's really no threats, so I can very well see Baltimore really trying to take the run away. And Green Bay done a great job of it throughout the game until he got hurt and came back, and then boom, he just exploded on a couple big plays. But I think you should, you know, your expectation for Barkley this game, I think, should be a little lower. I think he had an okay game, but I can see Baltimore really like putting emphasis on taking him away completely because they, they have absolutely no one else as far as offensively on this team. Tampa Bay is going to be going up against Pittsburgh. This one is a 44-point over-under. Pittsburgh is getting eight points. I kind of feel like they should probably be getting like 10 points. I don't know what's going on in Pittsburgh, but it's, it's not much good news. Um, hopefully, Kenny Pickett can kind of you know light a spark out there, but Najee Harris hasn't been doing much. Claypool hasn't been doing next to nothing. Deontay Johnson, is he's he's been pretty decent in PPR leagues. Pickens is kind of, you know, based on where you could get him, he's returning value already. It, it's just so uncomfortable starting anyone in Pittsburgh right now. Tom Brady is doing what he does. The scary part about the Bucks is you don't know which one of their weapons is going to be there. But as long as Fournette's there and Mike Evans is there, Tom Brady will figure it out. So I do like those three players. I don't know if Godwin is going to be able to go. I don't like the fringe wide receivers like your Scotty Millers or your you know, Gage or any of those guys. That's kind of where I'm at on this one. This matchup, honestly, it's it's almost the same thing. I think um, if anybody stands out in this matchup, you do have to go back to Pickens and Pickett. What we saw from the first game he came in, as far as I think he came in the third quarter in a full game, last game he had over 280 yards, if I'm not mistaken. The Buccaneers are, are slightly better in the passing uh, defense, but obviously in a game like this, you're going to have to throw the ball 30-plus times. And if you're going to do that, you know, your weapons that we know to be productive, Deontay, Fryer move, and even Pickens still have to be on the table because they're going to let this kid throw and figure it out. Najee, I think, honestly, just the Lynch Frank, man, he he playing through it, but as we can tell, it's, it's hit or miss with his productivity, and it's kind of zapped a lot of his energy. But I like – try to go grab Najee and Dynasty right now? If you, I would say this is a good time to, to buy low on him. You thinking about long, like next year. I'm not thinking about him this year at all. That I think that Lynch Freak was pretty bad. Yeah, I, honestly, as far as this year, go get you some of that Jalen Warren, you know, play. Because as the season go on, I mean, it depends on the, the trajectory of this team. If they, if they have nothing to play for when it gets down to the, you know, the end of the season, or he could very well, you know, be a good play. I like Jalen Warren. I think Dynasty and as far as the end of this year, because again, we haven't seen a thing. From from Najee, he needed he needed that list Frank man. That thing can linger and linger and linger. And we've seen the effects of it. And this matchup is horrible. You don't want to go limping in against these guys. So I think that they're gonna pass the ball around a good bit. I like all the Buccaneers skill players this game. Uh, and again, Pickett and Pickens. Uh, if you stream, if you you know on the low end. Quarter, two quarterback league, you need a quarterback. You know Pickens. I mean Pickett, and then if, you know that third wide receiver spot. Pickens, you know, things of that nature. So Carolina's going to be going up against L.A. This one has a 41 point over under. 
10 and a half points going to the Panthers. Yes, they kind of have a dumpster fire going on, but the Rams haven't exactly been firing on all senators themselves. We'll kind of see how that goes as far as the spread is concerned, but I'm hoping P.J. Walker can get a little bit of the continuity that he had with the receivers prior, and we'll see a little bit of a spark there. The Rams start your guys that have already done it. Higby, Cup, Stafford. Right now, Henderson is actually getting the lion's share of the snaps over acres and he's been doing a little bit more with it giving you a little bit more bang for the buck so i'm not exactly sure how their backfield will shake out you gotta start henderson or acres you gotta do what you gotta do especially uh, this week with so many people on by hmm again if you have the carolina Panthers, mccaffrey or die yeah you know pretty much don't don't play anybody <laughs> if you're the rams then of course i'm um, still not comfortable uh, you know the carolinas let, let, let's see you know, let, let's see what's really going on. We, this is going to be the game to tell us if the Rams run game is it needs help or, you know, they just been running to some bad guys. Because you come against Carolina, who's not really good against the run, like a top five worst in the league against the run. So if those guys can't get going this game, then it's just not there. And I think that has been an issue also with Stafford, them not being able to get the runoff. So that play action pass is not really fooling anybody anymore. So you can't really set that up. And then, you know, it's just been Stafford. Uh, he hasn't really played too well, but it's been Cup. It's been Cup or Bus. And, it, yeah, you know, Higby's getting the targets, but he hasn't really done a lot with him. With those that with that much, you know, volume, you still have to play him. It's like Cup versus McCaffrey. <laughs> we don't think we might see one of those attempt to win one for the Gipper, you know, new, new head coach, different quarterback, kind of trying to prove themselves against the world, if you will. If this game was in Charlotte, I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, they're going to go out there and try to win one, but it's different when you don't have that crowd, you know, behind you and things of that nature. So maybe this maybe this would be the game that the uh, the garage sale will start after this game. They have been talking about possibly having a fire sale, getting the, the grounds tilled for the new coach that will be coming next year, giving them plenty of picks and things of that nature to kind of play with. But we'll kind of see how that goes. Maybe they might see that they had gyms there the whole time and they don't have to get rid of them. But Arizona is going to be going up against Seattle. This one has a 50 and a half point over under and Seattle's getting two and a half points. I like everybody in this one. All your Seattle guys, I did not think I would be saying that at the beginning of the season, but start all your Seattle guys. I like Gino. I like DK. Lockett will give you a, a week any given week. So if you got him, you know, and you don't have any better options, you got to start him. I like Walker's opportunity and volume that he's going to have. As far as Arizona is concerned, if Eno Benjamin is the only game in town, hey, for fantasy, volume is king. So if there are any rushing touchdowns and he's the only guy then hopefully he'll get it and Kyler won't steal it from him but I like Hollywood um I like Ertz uh start your guys yeah I think you nailed it with that one I'll start everybody you can't even go wrong with Ronda I think you already covered Ronda but Kenny Kenneth Walker Oop, I forgot him you're right Kenneth Walker, uh, he gonna run away with this. The Penny ain't coming back no more. The ship sell. We already seen him break a big one last week. Eight carries, eighty-eight yards, one touchdown. This this is backfield. This is his entire backfield. And there's no buy low to this because everybody know Penny is out for the rest of the year. But I think if you wanted a sure three down back and you have you can give somebody fool's gold, whatever that might look like. Maybe I would go as far as Najee. I don't think a lot of people know that this kid is truly talented. Uh, he's uh, supremely uh, versatile in what he could do. Like This is the best opportunity for him to take over at this point with a, a great offense. 
Go get him. You have to prioritize him. And like I said, offer fools go because not a lot of people know about his college productivity and what he brings to the NFL. The Buffalo Bills are going to be going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. This one, I believe, has the highest over-under of the week at 54. And Kansas City is getting two and a half points at home. I am confused on this one. I think Vegas got this one wrong as well. This should be dead even. Yeah, that was a little bit confusing. I definitely start anybody that I can start in this one. I expect fireworks. Exactly who will go off, that'll be the question. But it could be anybody. It could be another Gabe Davis game. I expect Diggs to do what he does. Even if he doesn't go off, I don't expect for him to have a bad game at all. I like uh, I like what Singletary might be able to get done out of the backfield a little bit with his pass-catching ability. Kansas City, Patty is Patty, man. I mean, he, he's the man. No heel, no problem. He's still putting up fantasy points left and right. Kelsey, he's the man. Now, once you get down to the Jujus and the Hardmans of the world, it's any given week. I wouldn't be afraid to play either one of them, but I wouldn't want them to be. I would want them to be a wide receiver three or flex play if at all possible. I wouldn't want them to be my wide receiver one or wide receiver two. Yeah, I don't think really much need to be said about this game. Play everybody. But DFS. Sleeper. The last time these two teams played each other, remember that that um, divisional playoff game, right? And we seen Gabriel Davis went straight donkey. Oh, is that when he got the four touchdowns in? Bingo. I think something like that. Yeah, okay. Bingo. Play him. Because one thing about this Kansas City team, they keep hitting their head against that wall. Spagnola, man, like he don't give a damn. He going to play man up. You can kick his ass back to back. Like, remember Jamar Chase went nuclear on him last year. He had like 200 yards <laughs> in like a quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he's not, he won't change. He won't double. He won't. He just keep it the same. We seen Devontae Adams. Well, he kept doing something. He had a, a I don't know the round pick guy on him, but Devontae just kept beating the man. Like, and that's what we're going to see again in this game. So I like Gabriel Davis's game. If you're in the DFS, pretty cheap. He's, uh, well, not cheap, but he's 6,900, which is pretty good for a top tier receiver. This this should be uh, fireworks. It's going to be a lot. High. What's the over under in this game? 54. Sheesh. It's, it's the highest of the week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, this, this should be some fireworks. Play with you guys. Yeah, I just want to plug in there, uh, MVS, man. Looking at his last three games as far as targets, seven, five, eight. And then this last game with the eight targets, six receptions, and 90 yards. I think, honestly, it bodes well for him in a, in a game that's going to get out of hand and it's going to be a shootout. They just put Hyde uh, on the IR now. He's officially out with the net. And though uh, Elam and them is playing good, you're going to double Kelsey at this point. And even that ain't working because we see him still get two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Wild devil. Wild <laughs> devil. <laughs> but uh whatever reason MVS is seem is seem to be the guy. He's you know, Mahomes is putting a lot of trust in him, albeit, you know what I mean, at, just with, with the concept, you know what I mean? He's just getting it done. Intermediate, cross the middle, and he's looking pretty good. So I, I feel like he's a he's a good play. He's a really soft play. You can even compare, you know, for DFS, you have to put him in your lineup for that type of matchup. Him and the matchup with uh, the Cardinals and Seahawks, you got to kind of build around that if you don't get your fist. The Dallas Cowboys are going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. This one is a 42-point over-under, and Dallas is getting six and a half points. I can't wait for this game. Like this, just just on a NFL fan level, I can't wait for this game. I think this is another, you know, start them if you got them type of a game. I, I wouldn't be afraid of the Cowboys defense to the point of sitting Hurts or AJ. 
I wouldn't be afraid of the Eagles defense to the point of possibly sitting. Well, you know what? The Dallas Cowboys offense, I would kind of second guess just a little bit. Cooper Rush, although he is winning, hasn't been, you know, the best thing since sliced bread exactly. Lamb is on again, off again. And the run game, if, if, if they don't have a good enough showing against this Eagles defensive line, they I don't think they'll have much of a chance because their secondary is legit. I actually expect for the Eagles to win this handedly. I, I expect them to cover that six and a half. Oh, man, this is a funny game. It's a divisional game. And it's in Philly. Hmm. And it's the night game. <laughs> I think I think this is a, a, also a game where the defenses can also give some scores. I can see both defenses scoring this game. Feel comfortable playing Dallas defense, even though the, the Eagles are red hot. I think she feel comfortable playing the Dallas defense, and I think she feel comfortable playing the Eagles defense. Uh, I'm not really comfortable with the backfield of the Cowboys. I'm not really comfortable with the offense of the Cowboys because this Eagles secondary is top notch. You know, what I mean, spoken early in the season. You know, you got Bradbury, who's a great second corner. We've seen he don't look good as a number one, but as a number two, he a killer. You got the kid from New Orleans that was traded there in the nickel. He's Johnson. playing exceptionally well. Slate has been playing out of his mind. Yeah. Um, so Lamb should have his hands full, and he travels. So, <laughs> it, it, like, this is – I like the Eagles. <laughs> but I, I do like Michael Parsons to, to, to continue his, you know, his campaign. But I like the Eagles yeah. in this game for sure. Yeah, I think uh, one of the persons to kind of look at is is Smith. I mean, A.J. Brown is going to definitely take a considerable amount of coverage, and they want to allow Goddard to do what he got to do. Goddard's been obviously been on a streak the last two games. I think he that this is going to be his norm, what we've been seeing uh, the past couple games. But Smith is just – I think we see that dog from a couple weeks ago when this man had over 150 yards. AJ, If you let A.J. get manned up, that I think he's going to kill them. He's waiting for a breakout game himself. So I think it just bodes well for Smith. Obviously, Goddard as well. But I think, it's going to, like you said, a great matchup with the Cowboys. Can't I can't trust nobody in this matchup, especially with the presence of the front seven playing, playing out of this world. We talk about the secondary. This defensive line has like five Pro Bowl, like five first round picks just on the front between the front seven. That's just crazy. The last matchup is the Denver Broncos going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. This game has a 45 and a half point over under and Denver is getting five points. The issue that I have with Denver in this one is they very they don't score very much. So to be going up against a team that can score quite a bit. Like either they're going to have to flip a switch or they're going to get left in the dust. So I'm hoping that, you know, Russ will be able to cook. They'll have another week of practice. They'll have another week under their belt of kind of, you know, getting their timing down and all that kind of good stuff. As far as the charges are concerned, you know, I, I, I like Eckler. I like Herbert. I definitely like Williams, especially if, if Keenan Allen doesn't go. As far as tight end is concerned, Gerald Everett, I love. This is going to be, for the most part, your chargers. You start them if you got them. Denver, if you don't have a choice, you go ahead and you do what you got to do. But I can definitely understand why that would be a little bit of a lack of confidence, um, even though we kind of feel they should be capable of putting up decent numbers. I do like Sutton. He seems to be the go-to target for Wilson. So if anyone's going to have a decent game, if he if he gets a touchdown, he'll have a great game. But he normally has a decent game even without scoring a touchdown. Yeah, so this matchup, man, like I'm – Fuck Russell. I'm sorry. I got to say this. He's garbage. 
honestly is put up a shut up. And I'm saying that not, well, I'm kind of upset. But I think the truth is really coming out about Russell, man. I think this is a statement game, obviously, two and three. Tell us how you really feel about your ex-quarterback. Fuck that nigga, man. (laughs) Melvin Gordon summed it up what type of time he on. Like, get him, get this man the fucking ball. Get him the rock. You playing with his money. He just had seven and a half. He got 2.5. He ain't trying to fizzle out the NFL. Okay, you got Sutton, Judy, you got Hamler. It's no excuse why Russ shouldn't cook because he about to be making just like the Raiders had future playing while pregame warm up. Oh, that's going to be there in San Diego. It's going to follow him <laughs> wherever it go. So he better stop saying let's ride and he better he better be ready because honestly, <laughs> let's ride. By Sunday, I think Keenan Allen might play. Believe it or not, I think he might play Sunday. I, I think Sunday morning. We don't even got to wait till one o'clock. He going to be he going to be active. I just I think both defenses gonna play well. Um, this is a like you say, this is a game, dude. <laughs> then Russell just had a procedure. Yeah, I want to say he had something with his shoulder. Something was going on with his shoulder. It wasn't gonna keep him out, but it's something he's recovering from for sure. Yeah, his receivers didn't uh, do not look happy with him um, at all. And this, you see how they were looking at him, man. I get it, but you know what, man? I get it. Everybody want to point the finger at Russ, but dog, I told you in the off season that Hackett move, that ain't the move, man. I don't think Hackett is That's getting the best too. out of these yeah. guys, man. We already seen how he look as far as the time, as far as like decision making he's making, the decisions mm-hmm. he's making. Like, let's kick a 65. Let's uh, kick a 65-yard field goal, then let's go for it on the floor. Like, he's just all over the damn place. We don't know what the fuck he want to do. So, um, hack it. I think he's just not really getting the best out of Russ in his offense, to be honest Oh, hell to – I know I'm going to sound like a, the petty ex, you know, girlfriend, <laughs> but I watched the game. If you can – let's put in context. Hamler wasn't pissed off just because of that one play. It's This guy staring down one side of the field. He's not going through any of his progressions. Yes, he's uncomfortable in his offense, but he also has been chauffeured for the last you – know, Know, 11 seasons in Seattle where we built an entire offense around him. All these people, when you give somebody 230 million, you got to learn what the fuck you got to learn. Ain't nobody else. Daniel Jones, he done had a, a coordinator every single year. It's no excuse for Russ. How he's playing is dismal. And don't get me wrong, I'm disappointed in both Getsy because he's with Fields and Hackey because this whole offseason and even myself, I'm like, damn, this, you know, Aaron Rodgers said, don't lose them both. You got to pick one, go to get with Getsy. Fields ain't complete more than 23 passes this whole season. They almost last in passing. Look at the look, Russ is, is looking atrocious to your point. But Russ is also playing shit. I feel like he ain't gonna make it out that stadium. He don't play fairly competitive and get the ball moving. And that pretty much wraps up the show for this week. We'll be back to you at the early part of next week. Make sure that you subscribe and follow so that as soon as the show is available to you, you will have access and we out.